With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be across the nation, around the world. Once again, you're listening to VMR Community's Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 616. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me today, I have my regular co-host, Matt Longeth. Today is Wednesday, August 4th, 2022. Matt, how's it going? Eric, it's hard to believe it's August already. We're, we are 25 days away from the Sunday prior to the start of VM War Explore. I almost said VM uh, World. I owe a dollar into the chip tip jar yet again. Uh, but, you know, things are progressing. We're hearing more about the events. We have Brad, Brad Tompkins with us here to share all things of VMUG, so VMware Users Group, uh, what they're going to look like for the, the second half of this year, their presence at the event, uh, all things, you know, members and, and community and whatnot. But before we get to all of that, sir, my favorite questions that I always ask of you, how are you doing? What is the uh, color of the bay out there? And how is the weather out on the West Coast? In Silicon Valley, uh, I'm doing really well. I'm actually excited. I'm getting, you know, you can't come this close to VMworld or VMware Explorer and not just start seeing having the adrenaline rush through you as programs start coming through. All the nooks are being ordered. They're being delivered uh, next week. We got uh, we got uh, sensor code running on nooks, which is really cool. We got Bill Roth doing uh, Tanzu, running a cluster on these. It's like, so everything starts coming together. You're panicking coming into uh, July and late July where nothing is working. Nothing's now you're coming in. Now we're seeing reg numbers jump through the roof, right? Like, so that's happening. I've, you know, I've heard uh, we crossed 5,000 and we're heading into 7,000. I think we're going to make, you know, into the 10 to 12,000, which was our target for the U.S. I think that's going to happen. We're seeing a late surge of reg which is also, that's exciting. People are kind of happy about that. And we've seen that at other events as well. So I think there's just a lot of stuff coming together that is getting me excited, right? I'm, I'm, I'm actually going to have a lot of fun. Um, we're going to go out and we're going to increase the number of sessions for the home lab smart sensors. So we're going to increase up by 25 per session or something like that. So if you missed that, you can go reg for that. That'll be fun. We might have some of the nooks there if you missed the expert reg. We might have some for sale. They're like super cheap, like 140 bucks. So if you want to get a nook and you didn't, uh, you're not a V expert, but you want to come take something home, uh, we might be able to sell you one and you can expense it on your trip travel report. It's just low enough. You might be able to do that. So going to be some fun time. Uh, excited about that color the bay area silicon valley is beautiful it's chilly it's been not chilly but it's been cool and it, 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 kind of cool weather we actually had a uh, rain and lightning yesterday i think there's a, a hurricane that came up uh through the gulf of mexico and up uh up the 
the California state. We got some weather. It's been cool, cloudy, which we don't really get thunderclouds and lightning in the Bay Area very often, once every three or four or five years. We got a little rain yesterday and some uh, thunders happening in the Bay Area. So that's usually news. And the, the Bay has been sh choppy and green and choppy and muddy because it's uh, the weather has kicked up. So that's some unusual weather here. So just a shout out again, U.S., uh, August 29th through September 1st. I did hear that the VM uh, Underground is doing something on that Sunday as well. So look out yeah, for that. Google it that. was originally announced this Saturday. I spoke with uh, Brian Nudston and Mike Lechen that, that it was improperly published initially as Saturday. So for those of you that saw that out there, that the uh, VM Underground party was going to be Saturday, that was a misnomer. It will be Sunday. Uh, all those details are out on vmunderground.com. Uh, I would uh, always a great event, a, a big kickoff to what is the the week that that has always been, uh, you know, VMware um, community and whatnot. So uh, the Explorers kickoff again uh, that Sunday, which I believe is the 28th, uh, seven to 11 p.m. They are asking for some donations for tickets. Uh, customers that are out there, uh, talk with your vendors that are sponsoring that event. Uh, I believe Veeam is one of them. Uh, a couple of others are named on the, the their event page where they might be able to help you out with that cover and defray some of those costs. Um, but yeah, sign up. Great start to the, the you know the event week uh, for Veeam Underground. Yeah, cool stuff. Cool stuff. And uh, last, uh, last but not least, I'm just the, the community keeps rolling on, right? And uh, I know the Broadcom folks are coming in and getting some presentations around the around the thing. And I know that we actually did some analysis on how much revenue do community touch for for VMware, and uh, we 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 did the math, and it's uh, 1.5 billion dollars a year is uh, touched through communities, right? Um, which is, you know, which is what we've always known, right? And so we are presenting that back to Broadcom to let them know that, you know, really, if you're selling software in the enterprise, you need people to implement that. You're going to have community people that are the IT practitioners that are implementing, you know, uh, data center architecture and you know we're a big force so i'm excited about everything we're there they're listening to us uh which is also good we're getting some stage when it comes to that and so i think broadcom is coming in listening to some of the stuff we're working on as well uh and i'm excited about it and and with us today brad um as always the vmug stuff i've been involved with the board now right i think the you know just a professional organization and you know we've had you here before so uh welcome back to the show brad uh tell me a little bit about just you know the elevator pitch uh how long you've been in the ecosystem and uh, before you ended up coming to vmug you've been uh, the best president i've ever worked with when it comes to a vmug president i don't think i like the last guy anyway but um tell us a little bit about your history and then how long you've been doing this job and then uh, we'll get into kind of the show today which is all things vmug uh, for the rest of the back half of the year and momentum season yeah, sure thing. Thanks for having me back, first of all. I always appreciate the time we spend together. So my career is uh, it's kind of an interesting one. I, I start out at, at the University of South Carolina. I did get my degree in information systems, and I immediately went out into the world and started selling computers and networks and printers and all kind of stuff to corporate accounts. So one of the few that actually using uh, my degree that I had. I did that for a little bit of a stint. Then I started selling computer training. And this was, I was not doing the training, but I was selling the computer training. 
And then one of my clients was a company called Siebel's and they were an insurance company. And so I moved over there to the help desk because we all start out at the help desk, right? So I was on the help desk for a while and that company went through a change where they were doing insurance and then they moved into more of an IT business process outsourcing for other insurance companies. And I also during that time, I switched over into telecom. So I was doing telecom, working on Nortel's uh, 81Cs with the punch tools and 66 blocks and all that kind of fun stuff. And um, that's when I moved over to Time Warner Cable. So Time Warner Cable, I was there in the telecom role. Uh, but that was when telecom, that's when I was with a company that telecom was in the IT department. So that's when before the big merger with BOIP and everything. But that's when all that happened when, when I was at Time Warner Cable. Another interesting thing that happened while I was at Time Warner was AOL bought Time Warner Cable. And so part of my job was to go and put AIM Instant Messenger on everybody's laptop. So we all had, you know, of course, AOL accounts. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. You know, AIM and Instant Messaging has no place in corporations. This is, this is a stupid idea. It's never going to work. So, of course, I'm on Teams and Slack all day long now. So you see how that, uh, that panned out for right. me. That, uh, that thought didn't, didn't age well, needless to say. Um, so then Telco and IT merged, and that was really interesting for me because I was like, holy cow, you know, these, these telecom, um, you know, phones and switches and, and ring and tip and all that kind of stuff is going away and it's going IT. So I started learning more about the IT side of things, which was a huge career pivot uh, for me. And it worked out and I was really happy with some of the user groups I was involved in back then, not VMUG at that point. But some of the if I remember correctly, Brad, there was a point where you were running a Nortel user group, right? I was, yeah. So I've, I've had a lot of time in user groups. So it was the International Nortel Networks Users Association. And I was the president of that, which was a volunteer role. And um, it was a lot of fun, got to do a lot. And that's when Nortel went bankrupt and Avaya ended up buying them. And uh, not the user group, but they did end up merging. But, you know, that was interesting having a user group with an OEM that goes bankrupt. Don't recommend that. But anyway, it all worked out. And, and IUG is a strong user group now and it's still running. That's the International Value User Group. And I still keep in touch with some of those folks. So I've kind of had a long career in the user group. It has definitely um, helped me out throughout my career. Um, but just to pick back up. So I was, you know, that's kind of when I got entrenched in the telecom department. I was the director of technology services and things like that. And my last job before moving here was um, I was the general manager for Medion, which has been bought out by Dart Points, but they are a data center and they do, you know, co-location and cloud. They were part of the VCPP, et cetera, et cetera. And so I did that for three or four years. And then when the VMUG job came open for the executive director role, I applied and I got that job back in July, uh, July 1st of 2015. So I've been doing it for over seven years now, and it's such an honor and a pleasure to represent a great community like VMUG and just to be being part of the V community as a whole. And what we do for people's career is really exciting. When we have people that come on board and, and I usually sit down and talk with them for 30 minutes and and, you know, just kind of give them the overview. I'm like, look, your job. Yes. Like any job, you're going to have a task that might get mundane. It might seem transactional. But just keep in mind when you're putting that reg page up up for the you know the dallas fort worth user group to say hey come to this meeting and you're proving it and you're doing all the things that you do and sending emails out it's not about that meeting it's about the career changes that you make in people's lives and there's so many examples i have of this 
where people are thankful to the V community for helping them out in a jam, helping them get that VCAP that leads to the VCDX, that leads to the new job, or help them, you know, getting part of um, being on VMware, you know, being a VMware employee and those kind of things. So when you break it down, yes, we do events and we have community and we want to connect people. But I really feel like DMUG is in, you know, we're in the career business. We want everybody to continue their career. And if VMUG has been a small part of that along the way, well, that's awesome. And that's what gets me up in the morning. And then to be able to do it with an awesome OEM like VMware is just fantastic. Uh, I remember where I was when I was shown vMotion for the first time. And I used to do talks about SRM and disaster recovery and all this kind of stuff back in the day. So it's kind of a win-win for me. I get the awesome community side. I'm still, I still consider myself in IT, though some might, you know, argue with me on that. But to be so close to the tech, it's awesome. Uh, so I, I feel very fortunate, blessed, and again, I'm just honored to represent such a great community. Yeah, you know, I, I got just a couple of thoughts around that whole narrative, right? One, uh, Nortel and just the old, that's the phone systems, right? Like, weren't they big in the the, 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 the classic, beautiful, they had the iPhone of desktop phones, if you wanted to have a really good, oh, yeah. but then when you try to manage that PBX and deal with the OS that you had on the back, because I did that for a while, I was, a, you know, I worked as an IT guy for like a, a, a $60 million company, like 50 employees. We had Nortel and like, and then you had to deal with that operating system there and like configure it and all that. You needed a user group just to deal with like, now I look at that and I go, yeah, now everything is just, you know, SAS PBXs, right? Like how many people actually have? I feel you like know, you miss so, the newer yeah. operators that are coming into our community miss so much from not doing the phone <laughs> thing. And Brad and I have talked about it hours about this, about, punch blocks and, and yep. old punch know, key blocks. systems and yep. formal PBXs and yep. least cost routing and whatnot. There was something to be said about all of that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah, for sure. I remember load 20, getting load 20, load 10, and, you know, type in all that stuff to make the keys look different and the routing. It's crazy. Craziness. Yeah, that's crazy. I bought, I think I bought, because I wanted my own company sometime in my 20s, I bought my own PBX system, some clone PBX system, right? And then just put it in my garage and hooked it up so I had lines in and I had PBSs I was running and like, and then I could have mailboxes and I'd hire all my friends or I just have my friends and set up and we had a whole virtual company, you know, on, on this PBX system that was like, we had to program it too. It was like, it's just a, those good times. I look at that and I go, hey, the new generation, are they going to look are they gonna are we gonna have the same conversation like yeah we used to have computers and racks with the wiring and gear and you know like now everything is just in a cloud somewhere we don't actually see we still have bone systems but we don't have the i feel like that hands-on i'm wondering like i hope not right i think that i want to make a t-shirt that says it's it's still all about the v right you know like, you know, like the, because, because people are like uh, the v no no it's multi-cloud it's you know it's vmware explore now it's not vm world right? i'm like and eh, no i want to make a t-shirt just sticker this it's all about the v right so you know that's it's a great history brad and uh, you know and i i smile and get little goosebumps because like a lot of us come through it or came from programming and then it a lot of us didn't get their college degree they did get you get all these stories and yours is kind of cool because you worked in sales right and i think you're the only person person I can think of that we've had on the show that this told us the career arc. And it's like, we, I came from sales and worked my way down into this space <laughs> versus uh, we're crawling your way from the bottom up into this space, right? It's 
it's interesting, but it makes a lot of sense, right? Like I could see that, right? Um, so let's get on to the the show. So you guys, so why don't we just drift over to VMware Explorer for a minute? I know you guys are going to be there, and you have like a couple things going on. I think you're in the Expo Hall. Uh, you're going to have a, I believe, a hub space where that maybe the T-shirts are going to be. I think you're printing T-shirts. Like, so I, do you even have an idea of how many places you're going to be at? Uh, the, yeah, can we tick through the things? I know I have a list because you know I'm working with you guys now, but uh, maybe you should take me through what you think you're going to be doing at the show yeah first of all vmux is going to be anywhere and everywhere at explore but to narrow that down just a touch we will definitely have a booth at 1504 so check us out there that's booth 1504 we're going to be about two booths away from vmware so if you're at the big vmware area you won't be able to miss us uh come find us there it'll be a lot of fun we also have a lounge in moscone west on level three and that's going to be a great place for a lot of vmux uh, members to get together, see old friends. Everybody knows that VMworld, VM Explorer, I mean, it's a family reunion. So a great place to meet up with people will be at the VMUG Lounge. And we're going to have, of course, things there for people to do. You mentioned t-shirt printing and those kind of stuff. A lot of, lot of good swag opportunities there. But what makes these things so special, I think, is just getting back together. And after two years of missing this, it has been so much fun going to user cons that I've been out and about in and see people. And then I can't even imagine how awesome this is going to be at Explore because, you know, again, it's been two years and Explore with thousands and thousands of people there. It will just be so much uh, more fun for that hallway track. It's a multi-day event. I'm super pumped for that. We also have the VMUG member party. Now, this is Monday night, so you can do VM Underground and you can do our party, which is great. And this is going to be at SPIN. You might remember in 2019, we had it at SPIN as well. Uh, that is a party that is free. You will need to register for that. And you can find out how to do that at bmug.com. But definitely check out BMUG. If you're already a BMUG member, make sure you talk to people about BMUG when you're in those hallway conversations, waiting in line at coffee, or maybe you're waiting in line later on in the evening for a different type of beverage, no judgment. Uh, just make sure you're telling people about BMUG because at an event like this, uh, there's probably will be half and half people that know VMUG and people that don't know VMUG. And VMUG is free. Membership is free. You can go to vmug.com slash join and sign up. It's individual membership. So it's, you know, it's a low barrier to entry here. So I just encourage everyone to find out about VMUG. If you're already a VMUG member, you know, make sure you're talking to people yeah. about it because it's a great thing to be a part of and it's free and you can yeah. definitely right. make a lot of connections. I'm going to jump in here and say that every single person that's listening to this podcast knows about VMUG, knows why to be a VMUG member and is probably already a VMUG member. So I got it. Right. But it is important to spread the knowledge. I want to go back to the West space. So you're over in the pavilion booth number 1504. Got that. Most of us aren't going to be over there, right? How many people that are seriously absorbing all the content? They're not going to be over hanging through the uh, the, in, in, that's kind of where the newbies go to look at all the vendors and go, Ooh, wow, flashy. Um, but I would say over in West, Corey's going to be the, the VMTN community booth where we have V Brown bag sessions and the code sessions going on. They're in West on the second floor. And then on the third floor, you've got the VMUG lounge, um, which is, you know, where you do the 
t-shirt printing and that kind of stuff and hang. And the reason that's a good place to go hang out is that that's where all the session halls are, right? So you're right. most of us are in sessions of one kind or another. I'm going to be on the third floor doing the Nook sessions with Bill Roth. So like we'll be up on that third floor. Core will be on the second floor. You guys are going to be over on the third floor hanging out doing that. So that, really, if you really want to go hang out with everybody and learn stuff, it's going to be over in West anyway, right? So West is going to be hanging out. I would say to everybody that's listening, if you bought a day pass badge, you can't get into West. So you actually have to go make sure you buy something besides just the day pass because day pass gets you go over into the expo hall and what they call the hub, but you're not going to be able to get over into West. And I would say West is where everybody's going to be going. So you're going to have to pony up a, a you know a grand or something like that to get yourself a badge to be over that if you're a blogger and you got a blogger pass you'll be able to get in over in west a uh, couple speakers that are scheduled to come do code sessions or be, be brown bag sessions just let people know uh they thought they were going to be able to use their expo hall day pass for 100 bucks the answer is no you're going to have a hard time getting over into west maybe you can cheat get a badge i don't know you know 3d printer badge you can get those badge printers pretty cheap i don't know look for a scan know you didn't hear it here but i would say beware you're not gonna be able to get into west where all the cool kids are without uh getting yourself uh, a, a badge and so don't be surprised when that happens uh, all right so that's that's my take makes sense for west spin vmug party uh that sounds cool i know that uh uh, VMUG is going to be, uh, you know, the board members going to be meeting and having some cool engagements there. So that should be fun. Um, eh, let's see, what else do we have to talk about when it comes to VMware Explore and VMUG? I think we should should call out that there are some members that uh, current VMUG members that are not able to go to Explore this year, and. One of the great advantage of the local communities, both for in-person and um, virtual events that, that the communities have been doing you know, ever since the pandemic, is that some of them, uh, more often than not, will have wrap-up calls uh, for a, a summary or a series of wrap-up calls, uh, depending on the BU and announcements, that the local chapters will hold. So if you don't have a chance to maybe go out to, to explore this year, of course, we'd want you following along virtually uh, during the event itself to catch all the news and announcements. But then, you know, share the experience uh, with your fellow peers within your local community and check in on uh, your local VMUG chapter to see if they are holding wrap up uh, type events uh, towards, you know, the middle or end of September uh, to come in. And hey, if you attended, you can share your experience. And if you didn't get a chance to, to head out to San Francisco this year, uh, maybe share in some of those announcements and, and talk to those those persons that, that did. Uh, one of those great things that are out there within the V community, those events usually do not cost anything whatsoever and a great opportunity to network with your, your fellow uh, V community peers and fellow admins. Yeah, that's a great point, Matt. And VMUG has over 200 chapters across the globe. We've got over 150,000 members across the globe. So it's pretty easy to find somebody that uh, is interested in what you're interested in, as well as somebody that's close to you. The local meetings are key. Uh, we also have about 10 user cons left after Explore that you can attend as well. Those are free to join. Those are full day events. We will be 
definitely tweaking our content to oh, have sure. it absolutely right all of them everything that comes out of the explore the with with the brand new the content out there at those individual user cons different talk tracks and whatnot based on those announcements so what's like the first to catch up. what's the, the first, first one that, the, the user con that's coming out after explore brett that would be Phoenix on September 8th. I'll be at that one as well. We've got Nashville October 4th. We've got uh, Chicago and Paris on October 6th. We've got Italy October 12th. And we've got Kansas City October 27th. Um, DFW November 3rd. And then that takes you to Explore Barcelona, which we will have a big presence there as well. And then there's probably another four or five after Barcelona Explore that you can find on the website. But um, but yeah, for U.S., Noram, Phoenix, Nashville, Chicago, Kansas City, DFW. I know I want to jump in uh, to back to Explore for a moment. Then we'll talk about your virtual event in September. But before we get off Explore, uh, I know that the blogger table area and the community booth, which is on floor two of West, is going to have a sticker change wall, right, with little pockets where we can put stickers. And I know a lot of VMUG uh, different chapters have their own unique stickers. I would encourage people to bring some, right, and share those because those are a lot of fun. I've got ones from all over the, the U.S. and I, I like to decorate my laptop with kind of like VMUG. Yeah, he's got some. If you're looking at youtube.com slash vbarbecue, you can see Brad. He's got some stickers on his win window behind him which is kind of cool uh i don't I see a central pa one back there brad i'm disappointed we, i we gotta need to get, get one you okay get that'll one. be taken care of right so i got a little little bit of broad uh proudness there and we are going to have a little contest of who has best stickers so if you bring some of your chapter stickers in uh maybe you own the sticker job or maybe you just have one of your some of your own stickers bring them because we're going to do some judging have some fun with uh sticker exchange on monday as well. some of the effort that these groups put into these stickers is absolutely <laughs> unbelievable and i will give a shout out to our european groups that have owned this hands down over our us um, Maybe outside of Indies, Indies is is pretty pretty good. Uh, Alaska, I could think of, but the European groups really just take this to another level. Yeah, I agree with that. So, just a shout out there to say, hey, bring some stickers if you can. We're gonna we printed up some stickers. I think uh, we we went to, and if you want to go. Uh, uh, Print up a sticker. You can go to StickerMule. Uh, StickerMule.com is a really nice sticker thing. They have pre-templates you can go. I should do an ad for I should get a kickback from uh, from StickerMule here. But I would say go uh, get our sponsorship. There you go. How's that? Um, go to StickerMule. Get a, get a sticker done. I know some of you guys in uh, Cal in uh, down in Texas do some. Maybe I'll do a V barbecue sticker just for fun to have some fun with that. Uh, let's move then to your virtual event, Brad. Um, what's the title of the virtual event in September that you that everybody's going to invite it to to get some training? Yeah, so that's a professional development event. We've started doing this about two or three years ago where we just focus on professional development. Now, yes, we will have technical content there as well because that's part of technical development as well. It's September 15th. It's from 9 a.m. to 4.20 p.m. Central Time. And that is an event that's uh, it's free to join. Uh, obviously, it's virtually, so you can do it from anywhere and everywhere. But this has been a good event for us. Uh, what's interesting is as vSphere and VMware has expanded from just server virtualization, it's, it's almost like vSphere is at the core of your professional development. And 
there's been lots of um, content and conversations and sessions about that. And I think um, I think it was Manchu who created the shirt that said it all starts with vSphere. I've got one of those. And that's so true. You know, as we look at how the industry is changing and evolving and, you know, yes, we've got acquisitions happening and those sort of things. You know, at the end of the day, VMware is in so many different places, meaning companies, uh, whether you're SMB, commercial enterprise, like this is not going away anytime soon. There are developments that continue to be made on vSphere, obviously vSphere with Tanzu and those kind of things. And it's interesting as I talk to our members and we read surveys, you know, yes, we've got some members that are in that modern app type world and maybe their company has developers and those sort of things. But there's still a lot of them that are sitting back thinking, what do I need? Why do I need containers? You know, what what's in it for me kind of thing. And we talk about how, look, whether you need it right now or not, and whether your company is ever going to be a developer or not, you are going to have to ingest containers and Kubernetes into your environment, period. Because what's going to happen is these bigger companies are going to say, we're not going to give this to you just like we went through on the, you know, five and a quarters and three and a half inch disk. And now it's BNDKs and now it's just download it. Pretty soon it's going to be, here's the container that you need. You go run it. So you're going to have to figure out how to right. ingest this you're into your. You're going to container platform in your environment to, to have and manage to roll out that application. Absolutely. And then once you get up to speed, then everything else opens up. You Yes, you can do containers, uh, but you also got the multi-cloud option. There could be a chance and why not have the opportunity and the option to say, oh, I'm on vSphere 7. Everything's chugging along. I'm all on-prem. Oh, maybe an acquisition hops in your lap and you need to expand out. Oh, would you make this happen? I'm going to have to, you know, balloon up to an AWS or an Azure or GCP or pick your poison. At this point, you've got tons of options to be able to expand. Um, disaster recovery is another one. I remember back in the day, we would buy two EMC SANS and two clusters and two all the two two of everything. And it was so hard to get them at the same time to where they'd be the like, you know, the same model and the same firmware. So now you're dealing with, I've got a two-year-old SAN and a brand new SAN and I'm trying to make this work. Like, don't do that. Just, you know, DR into the cloud. I mean, it's like nobody's running exchange anymore. That's just not a business differentiator. So this is where, Understanding multi-cloud, understanding containers is a part of professional development. And that's what you know we'll be talking about at this event. And then we'll also have speakers talking about the soft skills. Another big shift that's going on is IT is looking to be not just a call center. And it's not just keep the lights on and keep the, the phones ringing and the emails coming. It's how can IT sit into a business unit meeting and say, you need to get this to market faster let me tell you how I can help you as the IT person. And those conversations are happening more and more and IT is getting to the business table. And we as IT you know, practitioners and IT folks out there need to understand that business piece and understand what it means to get something to market two weeks before uh, maybe a deadline or two weeks before a competitor or just even two weeks more of revenue before the end of the year before it's got to count on next year. So there's a lot of business things in there that we as the ITV community want to and need to understand so we can better prepare ourselves, uh, you know, for the future. And, and one last thing I tell people that, you know, that vSphere, that vAdmin job that has served you well the past 10, 15 years is not going to serve you the same the next 10, 15 years. You've got to add to that skill set. And it's not about abandoning vSphere. It's adding to it. It's got to be vSphere and. 
And just like, you know, in my career, it was, you know, doing phones and programming phones. And then it became, oh, well, now your phones are running on servers. Okay, well, I need to learn IP. I need to learn these things. I need to learn networking, all that kind of stuff. And so those are just some of the things. It, it's, it's all, everybody's always going to be asking for you to do more with less. And you always have to continue to learn. And DMUG is a great place to do that, to learn not only from the content that we provide, but through peers. And of course, VMTN is another great resource. The V community as a whole, you know, I find that if you ask for help, there will be plenty of people that will give you help. Man, absolutely, I, I'm sold. Like I was just like that was that was awesome. We record this and just play this at the general session keynote at uh, at VM. Brad has his pitch deck down it's like, tight. It's like, I am this guy's a salesman. I was like, I but just, it's easy to do, you know. Right. We, you know, I say that as a as a misnomer, right? This this isn't so much of a sales presentation as is it is truthful facts. No, right? it, that's the beauty you of it. You can't this. rely right. on the you know the, the skills of old, right? Otherwise, you're going to get get left behind. And the the and the community as it is in place and that the framework that is out there is a tremendous asset to help you to that next journey in your career and not to get left right. behind as these new uh, opportunities are coming up with containers and Kubernetes and TKGI and all of the other platforms across right. all of the other mo multiple business units. I think of SASE rollout within the, the EUC space, uh, the monitoring, cloud health, um, what we're doing right now with you know, within the uh, antivirus space and whatnot. There is so many other exploratory realms that you can now step into depending on what your business needs are or your particular or particular persuasion uh, as a technologist that you might want to step into and the V community and VMUG is there to help you get to that next path. Yeah. Uh, my, the one I liked uh, the way Brad presented it, and I think you're saying the same thing, Matisek, We've been doing this our whole career, right? And we just, he just ticked off all the different times we have done this, right? From telco to telco on, on servers to, you know, virtual machines showing up. To the, it's, it's no different. We've been living this and we're all used to this. When it's happening, you, you either notice it's happening or you don't notice it's happening. And then next thing you know, you're just doing that job. You're learning some new tech and it kind of just happens seamlessly, right? Sometimes we think about it and it gets overwhelming. But I, I think what you, you pointed out here is that, no, this stuff is, we've been doing this all along. This is just what we do, right? Um, and so it is it is fun to hear that narrative, right? We, yeah, you're exactly right. It, I mean, it is what we do. I mean, it, it, in now, look, there are people that come to me and they're like, gosh, I'm nervous about this. What's this going to mean? You know, right. I'm worried about my job, blah, blah, blah. Right. Right. It's okay. Like, we're all going through this. It's not like you're going to have to do this tomorrow. Just start working on it. The fact that you're asking this question and it's concerned, you're ahead of probably where most people are. So we, you know, you look back, we've all done this. Everybody has got their path. And that's just the nature of IT. Things change so quickly. We adapt. That's what we do. But and to some degree, it has been a fun kind of stable growth ride. Um, you know, when when we start doing virtual machines and creating, you know, like I, I do love the V part of it, right? I've always been a kind of a hardware geek and like all of a sudden you could do machines and software. This is awesome. And V motioning machines around. And now in the cloud, it just it, it has gotten 
more cloudy, right? It's just everything's floating around bigger. You lose track of just individual virtual machines, their services, their SaaS services that are in the cloud. So it, it is a, a broadening of that. Uh, so for geeky guys like myself who'd like to go back to servers, I'd like I'd make everybody just run machines, right? Like, like why can't we run Exchange on a server? I liked it. <laughs> but it is no, no, the tendency of an OS offer to run an app is certainly slowly, maybe a little bit quicker than we expect it to, but it is certainly going away. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, but there, you know, there's there's still cool things you can do. There's lots of cool things, tons of cool things, and that's the point. So I like this. It's September fifteenth. I went to vmug.com looking at it to see if I can see the link that says where this is coming. I don't see it on the front page yet. Phoenix UserCon, India UserCon, all the UserCons are up there. Are you looking for the virtual event one? Yeah, the virtual event sign. Yeah, go to events and then hover over that, and then three down, you'll see virtual events. There it is, virtual events. Events, virtual events, uh, and there it is. You can't miss it. Uh, September 15th, go register there. And, yes, you have to remember your your VMUG login, as we've all got them. But then you go, oh, wait, what's the last time I've logged in over there? What's the password I said over there? I got to go figure that out. But go register for the event and, you know, block your calendar off September 15th, right? Um, I, I got to say, uh, as much fun as uh, Explore is going to be, I do like the idea of taking a day, slowing down and looking at my career and looking at what I want to learn and go spend some time and care and feeding you know, your career versus for me, Explore is just going to be learning tons of stuff and meeting tons of people, right? So I love the I love the fact that you guys are doing this, right? Because it's like, it's unique to some downtime, online time, sit at your desk and take some time to learn how your where your career is going and the things that you can learn from that. Yeah, I was at a user con and um, I'm going to give Amanda Blevins credit for this, but it might not have been her. But uh, the comment was, your company is responsible for your job, but you're responsible for your career. And, you know, let that soak in a little bit. You have to be your own uh, cheerleader for your career. And that, you know, means doing things like attending events where you learn more and also speaking up to your employer and say, hey, this is where I would like to be. This is what we need to talk about. And, and you know, how can I get these skills? And if your company is not doing things like, you know, maybe Tanzu or, you know, NSX, those kind of things, you can still get your company to help you out with that. Something as simple as buying VMUG Advantage. You know, VMUG Advantage is a $200 US subscription, but you get, you know, NSXT licenses, you get vSphere licenses, vSAN, you get Horizon, Workstation, Fusion. There's a whole bunch of things you can get in that, but that's a small thing to invest in yourself. Uh, if your company pay for it, even better. But that's uh, all that software you run in your home lab. Obviously, it's not for production, but that is something that is a big program of ours, uh, and it is paid. I do have a code for you. ADV22 will get you 10% off of that, so it brings it down to 180 US. But that's just an example of taking your career, uh, you know, being responsible for your career because that's important. Wait, I was looking at stuff reading. What's a code to save money? Where? What's What costs money? I missed that. <clears throat> that's all right so vmug advantage i got my oh VMUG the advantage okay i just missed the advantage component yeah okay. so vmug right. membership is free advantage is yeah, a yeah, paid yeah. um subscription again it's it's with the code adv22 you'll yeah. save 10 percent. brings it down to 180 you get 20 to 30 percent discount off training you get a slew of vmware licenses to run in your home lab not production uh you get it test pays for itself well. if you okay. take any of the certifications tests right yeah so 
Got certification it. test. If you take like an ICM course for vSphere, it's probably going to be five grand. We'll save you 20% off of that. That's a thousand bucks. So I was know, still stuck on it. Stop selling VMUG Advantage. I'm still stuck on your September 15th. And like it looks like it's a, 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 the event will deliver a highly interactive 3D virtual environment with live streaming keynote, breakout sessions. This is going to be like a 3D environment. So this is like a virtual environment. This is going to be the, the virtual environment platforms. Are they going to be on Oculus? Or are we going to have like a full immersive environment where I can cruise around? No, and- not, not quite that much. Not quite that much. All right. But yeah, this is a platform that we've used in our um, other virtual events. And, okay. you know, we have, we've, even before COVID, we had virtual events and we had in-person events. And we're back to that now to where we don't do an event that's both at the same time. We think it's important. If we're doing in-person, do in-person only. That's user cons. Right. Virtual, like this virtual event is virtual only. So that way the platform can lend itself to being the best virtual experience that we can have. And one thing about the virtual experience that I like is you can be listening to a keynote and ask questions during the keynote to the presenter. Because in right. many cases, sometimes they're live, sometimes they're pre-recorded, but this keynote speaker or the session speaker can be there online. Like, oh, you just said that. Can you explain this? And the whole chat, you know, we all know how the Zoom chats and everything go, but it's that t- kind of environment. So if you're not comfortable coming out, uh, you know, to an in-person event, we have hybrid offerings for you. But again, if it's in-person, it's in-person only. Right. And if it's virtual, it's virtual only, which we, we beta tested some virtual um, or hybrid stuff last year. And this is the model we're going with. Yes. But regardless of where you are in your comfort level, um, this yeah. virtual event, even if you do attend in-person event, is a good one to attend because a lot of good content. Will be I, there. I don't think we're ever going to get back to just only in-person and only. Ver- I think we're going to have different, you know, events and the event experience will define what that experience is like and i like the idea of both there is certainly benefit where i'm not going to travel all the time and i'd like to go to a virtual event i like to you know experience it and spend a day in front of my computer but at the same time i know vendors and advertisers and everybody really want to lean back into you know personal relationships with people and there's a reason to do that there's a lot that's a it's like a it's a gigabyte communication protocol versus virtual event is like megabyte communication, right? It's just like in person, you do get high fidelity, high bandwidth communication with people. So I think that we're now going to be in a world where there's going to be both. But I was talking to somebody earlier today. I personally believe that the idea of a massive events are going to go away. The VM world, the VMware Explorer, I personally think that's going to go by the wayside. What I think is going to replace it is big virtual events and then lots of user cons and in-person VMUG. So I think VMUG is actually sitting in a right place for the next 10 years where we're going to abandon the giant VM worlds. We'll do another one. But I think where we're going to go naturally with Zoom and virtual infrastructure and the way we've got our environment, I'm not going to the VMware campus anymore, right? I have this. I still want to go out and experience people and engage with them in person-to-person connections. And then I want to sit in my office and then at home doing my virtual stuff at the same time. And I think those two are going to be it. And I think the uber giant travel massive places is going to go by the wayside. Uh, And I think we'll be replaced by the VMUG model. Yeah. And I, you know, I think about VMworlds of past, I've done some tweets out there from past, you know, pictures of, of the good times that we've had and how it is a big family reunion, you know, from my aspect, um, an event that has 5,000 people or 25,000 people, there's only so many people that Brad Tompkins can interact with in four days. And once you hit that 
that you know critical mass number it doesn't matter to me if it's 1000 i don't maybe the number's bigger yeah. than one but you know right. 3000 or 33000 that experience and the ability to make those connections face to face which is important you know in in my right. you know my personality like i like being out and about and those kind of things so that's important for me um, but yeah, it doesn't matter, you know, yeah. uh, uh, an event that pull in a hundred, 150,000 people. It's like, that's, that's too much. Right? I get more out of the user cons. And when I did code sessions a couple of years ago, 2019, yeah. before the that world fell fun. apart, I would show up with sensors and we'd fill the room and I'd give away everybody a sensor at the end of it. And I actually got to, you know, we still had 30, 40 people in the room, but I got to meet each one and, you know, and, and have an interaction after it, there was like, you just and then when we did go to the general session, there were two, three hundred people there. So I got to meet people at tables, right? Say hello. So the experience yeah. was the same number. I'm still doing sessions all day long with 40 people in the room. But you're right. It is not where at VMworld, I just I get overwhelmed. There's thousands of people. The bigger the event, right? the more opportunity. But right. at the same time, the more that you could potentially miss out on, right? I mean, just given the scale yeah. of these events, because there is so much, there is only so much that you can consume. Whereas right. if you scale it down onto that smaller level with the, you know, a, a local, you know, user con or, or whatnot, it does have that uh, additional layer of, uh, dare I say, intimacy, right? You, you are able to develop a better relationship. You're able to not rushing off to, to the next, you know, session or, there's more time to spend on that hallway track. Uh, maybe a, a better opportunity to talk to that particular, you know, keynote user. That's not to say that, you know, events like Explore have their place, but but certainly as we scale up and, you know, some of these things, I think about like reInvent where you have 100, 110 people and it's, a, you know, multiple convention centers. Of course, you're going to miss something. Yeah. So. There is something to be said to Eric's point for these smaller scale events. And when you're at an in-person event, doesn't matter if it's 10 people or 10,000 people, I would really encourage everyone, especially in IT, we tend to be introverts, start those conversations. That will help you on your professional development journey because the ability for us as IT professionals to explain things to somebody that might be super technical or either the CFO that might not be technical at all to be able to have that conversation and feel comfortable. That's something by just opening up a conversation in that hallway with somebody that might be just getting that cup of coffee or somebody standing alone or Eric, you mentioned at the round tables, I try to sit at a table with there's only one person because now I yeah, know yeah, who yeah, I'm yeah. talking to. Right. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? I'm guess true. what? I don't know if you want to meet me or not, but you're about to. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I would encourage people to do that and it gets them out of their shell and hopefully you know, that leads to, wow, this isn't too bad. Maybe they'll want to start presenting at their local meeting. Maybe that can lead to presenting at, at user cons and who knows, maybe even VMworld. That, that example has happened and is, it is documented by Alan Renoff. He's got a tweet about that I talk about all the time. You know, Matt, you're in that boat. I mean, there's a lot of times that just starting that step really helps you and, and who knows where it can take you. All right. Again, September 15th, professional development. Go register for it 9 to 420 p.m. Central Time. Going to be cool. I got to pull this back uh, to your original opening, Brad, right, which is when Nortel folded, right? You know, like how much of the community helped you find your next thing? 
right? Like, because isn't that a cool, valuable thing about VMUG and others? Even if there's change, your relationships you create in the ecosystem, I've never got a job that somebody didn't get me the job from inside, right? I don't think I've ever gone in cold going here. I'm applying on monster.com for this job. It's always been somebody's said, hey, Eric, we're doing this cool thing over here. This would be something I think you'd really enjoy. Why don't you come in and talk to us about this, right? Um, and I guess back in that, do you resonate with that narrative? Absolutely. And in fact, you know, the reason I've got the opportunity to apply for the VMUG executive director job was because some of the connections I made back in the Anua days. So sometimes it doesn't happen like right after, you know, when you need a job, it might be one or two jobs later. But yeah, I mean, that's that's something that, that happened to me. And it was great to be able to, again, find this job, which I'm, you know, so thankful to have. And it's so much fun to be a part of. So the community is very powerful, as, as y'all know, and, and there are so many people that, you know, will throw it out on Twitter. Hey, just, you know, this happened. I mean, there's layoffs happening. There's, you know, through COVID, there was a lot of crazy things happen. In some nature cases, of tech. it's the nature of tech. And next thing you know, they're scooped up. And like you said, Eric, they probably don't even get a chance to put a resume on any of the boards. They're, they're just getting out there. And, yeah, I, and I, people I, that will endorse them as well. Hey, you know, Brad's looking for a job. You know, if I put out, I'm looking for a job. And then 10 people will say, hey, here's his credentials. Yeah. And, you know, it's great. I feel like uh, the community is like an octopus, right? It has these tentacles that reach out. And even if one area is slowing down, you know, the the, another arm has found a little hole. And the next thing you know, the whole body and the whole ecosystem goes squirring through this little hole and is on the other side doing some other thing, right? It's like, <laughs> I look at that and I go, you know, it, it, I tell people that like, what am I going to do? How am I going to find something? It's like, trust me, all it takes is one little arm to find a, a, a new market and a new thing. And the next thing you know, the whole animal's moving through that hole and and on the other side, right? And I feel like that's a great analogy. Community does that really, really well, right? And uh, and and so you don't have to panic because there's a lot of tentacles out searching and looking, and and technology is a lot like that anyway, right? There's just always new stuff going on, and you can't keep track of all of it. But the community will do that for you, and next thing you know, they'll be dragging you in some hole through a whole new wall that you didn't even know existed on the other side. So. It's good. Matt, we're running out of time. We got two more minutes before we hit the V Barbecue Report with Tony Foster and Brad and everybody. What else do we want to talk to Brad about? Uh, my standard questions. If you want to follow Brad along on social media, Brad, would you mind sharing with our audience uh, how they might go about finding you out there on Twitter and LinkedIn if you care to share to, so that they can learn things all about uh, VMUG and where we're headed as far as events and developments uh, especially with this busy season with what we have with Explore and all of the user cons that are coming out between now and the end of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm most active on Twitter and my Twitter handle is right there. It's at Brad Tompkins underscore. And so you can reach me there. Uh, Tompkins being T-O-M-P-K-I-N-S underscore. So Brad, again, all one word, at Brad T-O-M-P-K-I-N-S underscore. That's correct. Thanks for pointing that out. And a uh, little pro tip here, my DMs are open, so you don't even have to follow me if you need a message. I do um, check that, and it's amazing how many people have asked me, hey, I, I need you know, need help here, need help there, got this comment, that comment. So always welcome the feedback. Um, of course, interested in the follow too, but you don't even have to do that. I didn't know uh, you could just open up your DMs. I'm going to have to go do oh, that. Yeah. I, I did not know. I've probably been closed my whole time. Nice. Yeah, so it's a it's a great tool. A lot of, a lot of activities in my Twitter DM. 
Um, on LinkedIn, I'm slash in slash SB Tompkins, like S as in Sierra, B as in Bravo, Tompkins, T-O-M-P-K-I-N-S. Those are the two biggest places that, um, that I'm on. So that's how you can reach me. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, with the last five minutes of the show here, uh, it is almost lunchtime in California. It's the dead of summer. Uh, We do get out and we do barbecue. Uh, I got my Traeger out and I've been doing barbecue corn. uh, We we, do corn season here. So we've just been putting corn on the grill every single single weekend. There's something to do. Brad, we always ask our guests, uh, because it is lunchtime here, do you ever get out and barbecue? And if so, what do they eat uh, on the Eastern? seaboard over there where you're at all right so i grew up in south carolina so i have ah, no barbecue, barbecue there nothing I'm, there I'm, uh-huh. pork. <laughs> I'm a pork guy i'm also a mustard based barbecue sauce guy and uh you know i like them all but that's what i do so the pork butt is something that i do regularly on my uh, big green egg that i purchased uh probably about maybe 18 uh 24 months ago Love that thing. It um, really does a good job. But I'm, I, the Traegers, I was kind of on the fence on that, too. I like the Traeger concept as well. The, um, but, yeah, so I yeah. do a lot of pork. So the pork butt, of course. Uh, pork tenderloin is another one that I do a good bit. My kids love it. And it's got a um, current jelly sauce that I put on it with some spicy mustard. You mix that up. You baste it with that. But you also save some and dip it later on. It's kind of got that sweet and, and – uh, sweet and spicy mix there so that one is a is a fan favorite at the house i'm looking forward to doing some brisket i haven't done a brisket yet but i was recently in austin texas and i i've always been kind of brisket and whatever yeah whatever that was amazing so i'm going to try to replicate that i'm sure my first few tries won't be that successful but i will keep trying that is that is something you know you see these shows the North Carolina barbecue you know fairs where they where they're competing and such and like they all have multiple layers and then they're dripping fat from one animal down to the next and it's all a layered dripping fat kind of smoking environment and it's how who you put on top who you put second and the uh, the bottom is where you get the really good stuff it's like it's fascinating to see how they manage the meat drippings on the layers, especially in North Carolina. Somewhere for a reason, that seems to be a, a popular way to go. Nice. Makes me hungry. Um, I, Tony Foster, don't know. You've been out at the county fairs uh, doing kind of the judging work. Do you get any uh, get any chance to try any good barbecue? I haven't had any good barbecue at the county fairs this year. Last couple are coming up uh, later this week, so... I'm looking forward to those. Um, hopefully I can get some good barbecue there. But my barbecue report for this week, it's, we tried something uh, real fun and interesting here uh, this week. We made a pot pie on the grill. Get a chicken pot pie. And you chicken start by uh, grilling your chicken. Yeah. And you slice it up and then throw it in a cast iron skillet and... Um, you make a roux and everything and top it with uh, um, canned biscuits. And then you let it set on the uh, grill for probably 20, 30 minutes and comes off and you have this phenomenal, basically skillet pot pie. That um, just reminds me of camping. Chicken. Like, yeah, where we do that kind of camping where you get the the – the biscuits, right? You open up the biscuit can and you layer into a, you know, cast iron thing. You put some kind of meat inside it. You close that up, put it on the campfire and, uh, you know, lo and behold, 
30 minutes later, you get some crazy yummy concoction out of it. So sounds neat, but grilling the chicken first. I like that idea. That's the smoking it mm -hmm. and building it. Yeah. Like that. Yep. That's a, that's a good one. Matt, um, how's your gas grill going though, buddy? Just fine. It works every time. <laughs> Control the temperature depth perfectly, you know, never burn, never any charred, you know, just a, you get a nice piece of uh, uh, chicken fillet and you put it on there and, you know, it's, it's, it's you, you know, Matt, that. if you take your grill inside, they call it a stove. <laughs> so I've heard an oven. You shut the lid. It, you could call it an oven. <laughs> uh, Brad, I can't wait to see you guys at VM, uh, VMware Explorer this year. We're coming up. Uh, 30 days later if anybody's listening to you and have a registered go register come on by i guarantee you the the nook and sensor stuff and tansy stuff is going to be fun we're going to add some sessions there go check it out come get a t-shirt be mug it's worth coming for a day or two find a couple k you know bag borrow steel tin cup whatever you got to do i guarantee you, you're not going to be disappointed with the you know what i would call the very first vmware explorer and maybe the last who knows what's going to happen i still think we're going to move to the regional uh, user con but i think it's going to be fun to do that and again if you're in europe i'm super excited we're going to do the same stuff in europe um maybe it's slightly different but we're still buying nooks we're going to be over there in europe it's still time to go register i know they got some blogger passes they're handed out going to be from some fun times brad thanks for being on the show matt as always we're only making fun i love your cooking it's it's awesome you go gas grill away. I'm, I'm super thrilled that you're here every week. Thank you for being here. Thanks for everybody being here. We'll see you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Thank you, Brad. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.